Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Big thanks to all the new members on thesurfcontinuum.com. We got some new videos on the Q&A page for you to check out this week. Next to hit the site will be a new episode of KookCast. Free members will be able to listen too, but you gotta be a member. So get on the site and sign up. This week on the show, we've got Coach Ev's brother, Brother Chase. And he's got a funny story about how putting a little too much faith in your leash can put you in a tough place. Lucky for us, the story gets even better when he recruits brother Coach Ev to come to his rescue. All right, Dominical on our trip from driving from OC to uh, Pavones and back. So this is after Pavones. We've already hit our furthest point south, coming back up. Um, surf some great point breaks, surf some great beach breaks. But this was like... Outside of Puerto Escondido when we were there, this was like the heaviest kind of surf we were in, I'm pretty sure. No doubt. And um, just, you know, doing pretty well, actually. Kind of kind of battling, like getting waves um, until things go all wrong. Um, and as I remember, I'm just trying to like make, track it back. But I'm pretty sure what happened was um, I got a good one or I got, I, I definitely got a wave. And then I just got smoked by the rest of the set, like one after the other after the other, fully, you know, drilling me to the sand, and my leash broke. And, and, you're, di- and you're ditching your board, you're swimming. Yeah, yeah, the first one, I th- yeah, I think I tried to get under one, and then I was totally just swimming as deep as I could. And then my leash popped, and then I was just swimming out there, and I was, I was still taking a few on the head and not getting back up so well. And I remember, like, kind of treading water where that, where, you know, where it comes higher up your neck, and you got, you're looking up just to keep your chin and your mouth out of the water. And I made the decision to swim back out because I was, you know, I didn't think I, was, I had the whole swim in, in me kind of thing. So then, you know, just when you're in that mindset, then I just remember being properly scared. Like, oh, like, I don't know how I'm going to get in. I'm kind of kind of tripping. And, you know, obviously you're in serious serve. And then me kind of taking it to that level turned to straight into survival mode. If we were having a good time, we were now worried about how we were going to sort this out. Now we're both going to die. I convinced you that we were, that we were in real trouble just with my demeanor <laughs> anyway i was like all right come back you know you're like i need a break so you came i need a break swam to me i was just yeah holding on to the board um kind of getting my getting my wind back and you had the idea to end all ideas that you on the 510 brian bulkley 80s thruster that you and i were going to tandem prone in on it <laughs> in in 
pumping top to bottom, overhead Dominical. We're gonna z one in. Um, so then we kind of waiting it out, waiting for a set, um, trying to figure out how we, you know, you're up, up on front, I'm between your legs on the back, and we're trying to double paddle in because I've lost my board at this point. We're just like, we're gonna get hit by one and it's gonna drive us in. That's what's gonna happen. And we're gonna get just through the impact zone this way. And then um, we give it an honest go on the first wave of the set. And I remember we don't get into it. And then we turn around and there's a nasty one bearing down on us. And brother who's trying to save my life with his little floaty at this point can't get me off the board fast enough. He's like, get out, get out of here. Get off me! So he can, and then we, we get through it, we get over it, um, under it, over it, however we do it. And at this point, I think the absurdity of it all, you know, I think we were we got to have a laugh at it. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna swim in. I got. I'm gonna body surf. I'm gonna body surf one in. I caught my breath. I'm not fucking drowning anymore. I'm gonna. I'm, I can handle it. I'm, I'm rested, and uh, just again, Ev's kind of keeping his keeping an eye on me. Little bro's got my back, but I turn around and I and I just stroke into this one. I just you know I know that I don't want to get caught, so I got to get over the face. Like it's like paddling into a big wave. Like yeah. I I need to get into the wave. Like an early commitment with, especially if you're trying to body surf without fins, swim fins. Exactly, because yeah, you're not sitting right in the water. You're kind of you know it's all it's all with your arm paddle. So I'm stroking so hard, and I get into this thing, and I'm just implaning. As, f as hard and as fast I've ever done on, on, on a body surf. And the thing is just like sucking me up backwards. Like I'm going so fast, but I'm just getting pulled up, feet over my head, just totally up and over backwards, over the falls, in the barrel, in the lip, but like almost planing the whole time. Something I'd never even thought possible. Yeah, you couldn't even believe it. Out and I just got years of body surfing, gnarly waves, wedge, all that kind of stuff. That had never happened to us. No, exactly. Yeah, no, and it was because it was. It was a, it was such a different wave. It was like draining, sucking sand. And you know, yeah, different than the wedge. I don't know how, but like I said, was, I wasn't trying I was pointing straight down. I had no angle on it. No fins just and just trying to get down just trying face. to get down the face. Um and then blasted, totally good, made it in. Um, but my board, you know, it was my board had gone like 400 yards down the beach, and the the lifeguards had it, and they were just like, we thought, like we saw this board wash up, and we're just like, oh my god, who's out there? Like they were totally, totally worried. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, well. And it was heavy enough beach break that they weren't they weren't going out there no. randomly to look for somebody. They didn't they didn't want it, but so everyone. Everyone made it out okay. <laughs> but just yeah, just just so everybody knows, it doesn't work. You cannot. You can't do a doubly. <laughs> that's that's not the answer. If you ever get in a situation like this, you know I wouldn't. I would. I would recommend someone trying it, learning for themselves how wrong of a move it is. But uh, I can tell you, it won't work. And the other thing is like, that's kind of like what we learned from Uncle Anth is like in really bad situations like he would he would be like laughing he'd be like giggling when he got ultra beat like splatted right in the trough and then sucked over and slammed and then he'd come up and you'd hear him yeah. like 
chuckle and giggle and we'd be like, oh my gosh, we thought you were dead. <laughs> so not funny to be laughing right now. But I think if there's if there's any way to find some, you know, comedic relief in, in that situation, it changes everything. Totally. And that's what that that's really what that battle was is is finding the headspace that like, oh we're we're fine, I'm gonna get through this fine. Not that like, you know, we're fucked. This is terrible. We're both gonna drown, so we both need this floating now. Because again, you know, we were we were battling. It was a it was a it was a serious session. But you know, I got super freaked out, and then that freaked out Ev, right? And then now we were like, just stay with me. We'll just stay together. On exactly, we'll go down together. But no, without a doubt, the absolute takeaway from that is if you can keep your headspace like, you know, in a spot where it's positive and you know that, you know, if your head's above water, you're still swimming, you're probably okay. Yeah, or go on your back. Yeah, you know, yeah. around on your back, just get your breath. Is that the takeaway from the, I didn't hear the story, but the, yeah. Oh damn. Uh, keeping your headspace and keeping. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. it's when you when I like when you when you know you know you just you get scared and like it's like oh. You know, how, like, kind of taking stock of the situation, which is impossible, truly, right? I mean, when you're scared, you're scared. You gotta, um, but that's, and that's, that's what we did, though. It's like we regrouped, we had a bad idea, and then at that point, that, that idea was absurd enough that it was just like, how did we, we go, this is ridiculous, right? And that, like, kind of laugh at it was able to, you know, restructure the whole session. That's what I try to figure out is that, you know, what is your cue? What is your cue? Like when you start kind of tripping, then mm. that's when you're like, all right, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to laugh in this situation, or like think about how many people survive these situations in way worse situations. Mm. Think about the, watching these guys get sucked over the falls at Chopu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, and, and just be like, oh this, my gosh. Whatever I'm dealing with is less than that, so there's gotta be a out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really is. And like that's there's such a great like that lesson is present all the time. Like if you're like for me, if the sun's out, you know, you're feeling good and the surf is pumping, it's like, you know, like I put myself into situations that are way past what would normally scare me if you're just feeling good, like being at Cokes, pumping Cokes and and it's just like, you know, I feel good. I feel like I'm up to it today and, and the nastiest wave will just you know bear down on you and, and if you're if you're up for it if you're having if you're there to have a good time you know you can pretty much weather one or two of those and it won't even phase you brother chase we finally got him on kookcast <laughs> oh i know he's one of the most elusive recordings we've ever we've ever had yeah and he sounds good he sounds i dig his voice on there he sounds uh he sounds solid. He sounds good, and um, especially after all this time, because so many of my so many of my stories involve him. You know, I'm always referencing him growing up and surfing together, and all. You know, especially the early parts of our surfing journey, and some of the most uh, influential ones for sure. He's been around, so it's good to get him get him on. Yeah, and as as I understand it, we got two stories with him, right? So we got one in the bank. Yeah, we do. Our, we got we got him and Jenna queued up for for another another round. Great, um, great. I'm looking forward to hearing it because I actually I knew this story kind of from your perspective, but never heard it from 
from Chase. So it was a good laugh for me to hear. He's good at telling stories, man. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this one just stuck out so, so solid in, in our memory banks. It was just, you know, it was kind of, it was our first, it was my first real surf trip out outside the country, you know. So it was just like a lot of new, a lot of new breaks and, and you know, we were just kind of coming into our own as, as surfers. So, you know, we were, we were up to the challenge to go paddle out at some really, you know, legit breaks. Um, and of course there was going to be some stories like this come from them. Um, but yeah, Dominical, this, this beach break, I just remember that day, like showing up there, not one person in the water, nobody on the beach and complete, like perfect glass, big old peaks, but kind of like, uh, kind of like Baja Malibu, like top to bottom like I remember just you know like paddling out like knowing it was it was heavy but then when I was paddling out I was like looking to the side having the side view of of the lip just like launching through the air and it mm. didn't like go papery and thin it was like a, the guillotine through the air and then landing in the trough and like making this crack cracking the water and I was like oh my gosh if like if we get caught we're done yeah yeah know? yeah like, and you've said is, it so many times before on on Kootcast where you got to look at the worst situation out there the worst wave to be in front of and imagine like i could be there you know because it very well could happen as i guess it does in the story but also one of the notes i made was just how the difference you know like when you judge waves we often hear like how big is it how big is it how big are the waves as a judgment of like can i do it or can i not do it and this yeah. was a perfect story to remind me of the fact that it's not always about the size well it, it's partially about the size of the wave but the shape of the wave has such a factor you know and and just the way you described like even top to bottom waves that go papery thin in the lip can be sort of friendly and other waves can do the same thing, but be thick-lipped and, and really create an impact. And then of course, on the other end of the spectrum is your burger, where a wave of the same size would have been all fun and games, playing around, you know, like yeah. taking it lightly. And it's just, it's an important thing to note as a, a surfer, especially a beginning one, that you're not just looking at the size of waves to judge whether it's in your, you know, skill zone or not. Um, but the shape of them and how that lip is going through the air or if it's just kind of spilling down its own face. Really good point there. That, that again, that's, that's why that came to mind like right off the bat was just like I, I had only, I might never have really seen a beach break do that, you know. Um, Up until that point, you mean? Yeah, Puerto Escondido was definitely was bef before that, and it was big and it was scary and it was it was barreling, but it was just something about the the hollowness of this. Like each and every wave was just so round. You know, Puerto Escondido is kind of like some of them are super barrels and some of them kind of like are a little bit softer. You mm -hmm. know, and and just a little bit. And, and again, like the whole scene there, there's like a lot of people in the water. You know, there's, there's people on the beach, there's people in the lineup, there's lifeguards, there's all these things going on that make you feel like, okay, this, you know, I'm not alone out here. And we were just completely alone. Like even our friends who were with us, Derek and, and Alex, they were like, 
we had just pulled up there. We saw the waves. We were like, we're out there. And they're like fooling around like at the car. They're not really like don't have their eyes on us, you know. And we and, and we didn't even notice that there were lifeguards until later on, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like we were just we were just out there alone. Um, but yeah, in the, in, the, in the story, I kind of remember also thinking like, I was I was wearing a leash that day if I remember correctly I was wearing a leash but I was still in the no leash mentality where I was like I don't trust this thing mm-hmm. you know and then I remember Chaser taking off on like more of an inside wave and like diving through the back um and I'm pretty sure that's when his leash snapped you know like he just jumped through the back and it strained the leash and it popped it and I was like oh dude like this is so not the place to not have a board and have to be swimming around in the impact zone and then and then a whole set came through and i was like kind you know i was pretty worried about him and then he popped up and he was like you know like he describes he was kind of starting to struggle a little bit just to keep his head above water Mm -hmm. um and then you know that's that's something in our notes like it's kind of against your your first instinct to swim back out but that's like where the clean water is you know like having to swim back to the beach it's all turbulent white water rips and all this kind of stuff going on so just swimming back out and uh you know what he did just kind of come out out to another surfer and just kind of hold on to the board and get your breath back kind of make a plan figure out where you are on the beach um that that was definitely part of it just just to to regroup and then and then the the whole that's kind of the the funny part of the story is just like that i i thought i I mean i just don't even know what i was thinking but i was like yeah and he he references the board as a 510 like 80s thruster brian bulkley but it was it was smaller than that it was this tiny like it was like a grom 80s thruster it was like a five six (laughs) from what i remember so it was just like there was no way that we were even gonna get like pushed by any wave at all in towards the shore i like a wave kind of like it pretty much landed right behind us and it just rolled right over the top of us. It did not push us through. We were just like this dense weight and uh, not nearly enough, you know, buoyancy to to compensate and and get us going, flowing towards the beach. If anything, (laughs) it just buried you. References, he's like, it was like, yeah, it just buried us, and we just like you know like slowly floated up to the top, <laughs> and then and then he says like, oh, I think it was the first wave of the set, which that just scares me right there. Like, oh no, don't go for the first wave of the set, you know, because we came up, and then we were like, oh, that didn't work out, and we know that there's you know we know from being out there that there wasn't just one wave in the set, and so I'm like, get the fuck off me you know get your you know now it's like sorry that was my that was my idea that's what that was my shot so like all right you're pretty much on your own get off i remember like barely sneaking under that big bomb that was coming to just take us out um and then and then just that you know like that was kind of the the change of headspace that we needed it was it definitely was survival mode up until that point and then we had that you know 
we had that really funny little idea that didn't work out and we were pretty much like busting up in the in the lineup like oh my god that was the silliest fucking idea we've ever had i can't believe we even tried it um and then and then it went into like all right you know we're we're gonna be fine i'm gonna get beat i'm gonna get beat but i'm just gonna body surf one of these in I'm going to get absolutely rolled, but it's going to push me in and, and, uh, you know, I, I got to, I got to reset and get my breath back and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's, that's how it went. That's, uh, that's pretty funny because before he described how you guys tried to get in, when he said we were going to tandem prone into the beach, I was like, how? like sandwich put the board like perpendicular to you too and like doggy kick it in like what how on earth are you thinking to do that yeah no he was like he was he was like on my back he was like on my back like this ass to face <laughs> oh my god the sight. only yeah only yeah only brothers would be doing some shit like that that's for sure um <laughs> That was, it was just too funny. It was so, it was so ridiculous. And, uh, and then th that was, you know, another part that just stuck out to me so much. I was just like, this body, so this is going to be like one of the most epic body surfs of all time. That's actually something that I love about surfing no leash is because you find yourself out in a lineup surfing waves you know that all of a sudden now you're going to try to body surf one without without fins on and you have some pretty wild body surf you know and and then when he told me about this one i was like this that's the most epic body surf story i ever heard <laughs> like rushing one and flying down the face and then all of a sudden it goes to like you're going down 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 and then you just set that sinking feeling when you're starting to go and get sucked back up um, and become part of the lip, you know, and then in, in his case, he was going straight down and then he started getting sucked back up. And then that was like the whole idea, the whole thing of like his feet got sucked up. Right. In first, you know, first and up and over the falls and then just completely drilled, um, back you know backwards scorpion backflip style i guess i'm imagining um oh, what a wild if, story yeah talk about if you got to see that from like a side angle how how epic that would have been oh. <laughs> uh, to see somebody get sucked over like that um and that's i mean that's pretty much my notes right there just just those little survival mode the the toozy doozy i was calling it <laughs> um and then just you know finding some way to reset and and change your headspace from scared panic mode to i'm gonna be okay you right know, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna survive like that's that's my goal here you, you know we oftentimes our, our minds are tricky animals here they they can switch and say things to us that are really counterproductive out there in the in the ocean especially right right so basically my notes were like in summary what what do you do you find yourself in a situation like this you know and i was just thinking how the most confident i've ever felt 
in gnarly surf is when I was doing breath training, breath work, not even training, just like exercises. I'll never forget it. Like when I found the whole Kundalini breath work warm up, it was just a warm up. There was something about it like, you know, the yoga itself didn't actually put too much emphasis in it, or at least the beginner version video I was watching didn't. But me personally was like, wow, this is really powerful stuff. Like this is good for me. I better like do this extra. I remember like doing it twice over, knowing like this, this was gonna be good for me. And sure enough, there was two instances I remember having it come into play. One, just not, a, I wouldn't say average, a little bit better, better surf day than usual. Um, but in the winter, just at home on Long Island, you know, and just getting pitched on one of my first waves and feeling so calm and comfortable, you know, when I wouldn't have panicked in the same situation had I not done all this, this breath work, you know, for the couple of weeks I had just started. I'll never forget because it was like a revelation to me like, wow, it's because of that breath work that I felt that way. So yeah. it was like two weeks in and, I, and it wasn't a situation where I'd be panicking and freaking out, but I would have been so much more uncomfortable. And I had this yeah. calm and this like feeling of like, I came up and was like, I have to keep doing that. That is so good for me. Like the breath work, you know, I just felt so good. It made me confident to do it again rather than have this little bit of hesitation and hold back, which actually counterintuitively, you know, hurts you for the rest of your session. And then the yeah. second time was uh, Baja Malibu in Northern Baja with you and the boys. And that was by far some of the gnarliest surf up until this day that I've ever been in. And I remember yeah. sitting down on the beach when everybody just charged out there. And, I, and it was one of those days where I could recognize from the beach like, ooh, this is serious stuff. It's not just big, yeah. it's top to bottom. And it just, it's got that feel like I would be scared to see one like and recognize it's gonna break in front of me. So I sat on the yeah. beach and I did the whole training right straight from the video, <laughs> you know, like I just yeah. did, did it out of memory for, with the video in my head. And it really gave me again, like a calm mentality, you know, and, and like you said, your mind is so tricky. So how do you control it? And I really feel like one of the, sh the best ways to control it is to use your breath, you know, and to, to, to long, deep breathing. And there's, and it was just like this rapid fire breathing, they called it. Um, and, and there was a certain order and I would just tell people to like look it up, you know, because I'm no expert. But if you look it up and find these breathing exercises and just learn how to deepen your breath and lengthen your exhale, it really, it's an incredible thing what it does to your mind and, and just confidence in your breath and knowing how much like more air you can put down there. And then how much, and then on the other end, they always say breathe deep, but also exhale long, you know, like get it all out so you can take a fresh breath. But that was like right. my biggest takeaway from the story is don't forget your breath, you know? Like you'll feel so good out there. You'll feel so much more confident in your ability and, and some hairy situations. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm, I'm just getting ready to kind of re, you know, step up my, my training for this coming winter so that I can be ready for proper swells. And I'm thinking like cardio and, and core and strength and legs and all that stuff. And it's a good reminder that like, it's it's so much more about your mental head headspace and and your lung capacity and the strength in in your lungs and just being able to you know have that confidence we we know that like the longest hold hold downs that we actually get are like i don't know 
15 seconds would be like a really long one right um so when you think about it that way it's just like if if you can recognize okay i'm gonna get beat down i'm gonna get sucked over the falls and i'm gonna be down and just remind yourself it's only gonna be for 10 seconds you know and it, it really does feel so much shorter when you're not like counting down the seconds to get back up when you're just like kind of going with it and just kind of like you, you kind of just get lost and you kind of like figure out some way to enjoy enjoy the whole situation you know get tumble around finding the bottom you know pushing up off the bottom the whole timing of it but um yeah really really good reminder for all of us and and me too Right on. Anything else over there? That's it for me. Notes? Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that. Big, big thanks to Chase for getting on the show. He's one of the he's one of the few we finally wrangled in. There's a couple names out there, they probably know who they are too, that I've been dying to get on. Whether they have a great story or I just know they have a good dynamic, you know, and 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 tell great stories. But of course, the big fish are hard to catch, you know. Um, but yeah, really stoked we got Chase on, and and we got one more from him too. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, this is just his debut. We're gonna start getting him in more and more. I, I really enjoyed hearing his voice on on the recording, and he's a he's a super humble surfer, and he you know he kind of represents uh, what you know how a lot of surfers feel out there. Not always super comfortable, even though they have you know they have the skill set to do it. It's, he's always been one that it's it's been a little bit more of a mental battle. This, you know, I, I want him to talk about, you know, crowd dynamic. He really gets, he really gets spun pretty quick um, with with a big crowd, and I know a lot of people have that happen too. So, mm. first of many, super stoked to get on a call and uh, right on, peeps. Thanks for supporting. You, you.